This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Alex Pearson in for John Oakley. And uh, we've been talking about uh, another hit to your wallet. Uh, one that will ultimately make your home more expensive. Not overly expensive. It's just another expense. Mayor John Tory pitching the idea that we increase property taxes so that we can pay for the backlog on things like transit repairs and affordable housing. So he's proposing this increase to something called the city building levy, which was supposed to top out at 2.5% by 2022. Uh, And with this tax change, it'll mean you pay about, it says 43, but an extra 50 bucks on your tax bill each year until 2022. John Tory uh, joining me now, and Your Worship, good to have you this afternoon. Thanks for uh, calling in. Pleasure, Alex. So the numbers may not add to much. I mean, it'll come out to $200, $300, uh, but again, it's another hit to the wallet, and I think these are the kinds of, you know, nickels and dimes that people are saying, well, when does it stop? Well, and I would say that, you know, the, the cost of, of uh, doing the things we have to do shouldn't stop. The problem we've had in the past is we stopped building transit. We didn't address the housing issue uh, properly. And so um, there's a cost to addressing those things. And we now have a, a, a transit plan, which has been generously funded, I should say, by the provincial government. But they expect us to do our part. They're putting up, I think it's $28 billion. Uh, we're putting up about five, And this levy is going to raise that money so that we can pay our share of the cost of all the transit we have to both build and fix. Um, and so I, I understand that when we say this to people that, you know, it's more money coming out of their pocket. But in the end, I'm left with two questions. One, um, do we want to build the housing and the transit or not? And I think almost everybody says yes. And then the second question is, who's going to pay for it? And I, I'm already sort of asking the other governments to pay two-thirds at least of the cost in most of these cases. So we're left, if we pay a third, um, with the question of, well, who in the city of Toronto can pay for it? And there's only one group of people who can and and so um, I'm, I'm saying on the you know that and we have by the way kept the the operating uh, tax increase the part that goes to pay for the fire and the police and the parks and the roads and the child care to, to inflation every one of my six budgets and run a surplus each of those years and had substantial savings each of those years too totaling in hundreds of millions of dollars but um, these big projects and that's why we charge it as a separate line on the tax bill so people can see exactly what it is and we guarantee them which is the case they can look at the city's books of account that the money is kept separate and only used to build the transit and the housing not mixed in for any other purpose. I think transit is the one real area where people just look at it and think it, it, it always gets more expensive. We never really get anything built because there's just a lot of politics in it at every level of government. And again, we lose a lot of money on it. You know, there's $61 million lost, uh, I think, this year, $60 million in 2018. We've got issues with Presto losing money, $3.4 million. Why not go after those issues and solve that before coming to a tax? Well, we are. In fact, the Presto situation financially is worse than you think when you mention $3 million. The actual cost to us, the TTC, uh, of being in Presto is about $50 million a year. We pay a fee to them, in effect, based on the number of people using it. And I contrast that with the fact that in a place like Hong Kong, they have the equivalent to the Presto card. It actually makes a profit because they do deals like saying, well, if you go buy your coffee at Tim Hortons and use your, I think it's called an Oyster card, you know, then somehow the Oyster organization gets five cents for that, and that all adds up to a lot of money, and it costs the transit authority nothing. So, you know, there's a lot of things we have to work on there. We are. Um, you know, we 
are working on all those. I mean, on the fare evasion, I think that's what you meant when you were talking about how much we lost yeah. uh, at the TTC. I mean, we've doubled the number of fare inspectors this year, so I think there's now like 120 of them or something. And short of having one on every single bus or accompanying every passenger, I mean, we're taking rigorous efforts in addition to improving the Presto card. So I'm with you. And I think I mentioned in my speech this morning announcing my intention to bring forward this infrastructure levy uh, that at the same time we'd had a report written with the help of the provincial government, by the way, um, that has identified uh, tens and tens of millions of dollars of savings that will be included in this year's budget. Um, but a lot of what we're spending money on is police officers on the street. It is bus drivers driving buses. It is shelter beds for people who don't have a place to live. It is, uh, you know, child care subsidies for people who need them. And so it's not as simple as just saying, well, let's just stop those. Um, it, it's just, you know, those are services people need and we're providing them. I'm not going to have people sleeping on the street, um, you know, for the sake of saying well, we're going to save money. No, but we do know that there are a lot of people, uh, you know, burdening the system that shouldn't be here. And I know that you've gone to the feds, the province has gone to the feds for the money to recoup those costs. Why can't more money come from the feds from, for that? Well, we've asked for more for this year. They gave us, uh, I would say, fairly generous support last year. Generous, I mean, relative to the cost of housing uh, the refugees, because we made the case to them that these refugees are here. And I'm actually a believer that refugees have been a positive force in our uh, society over time, you know, as the different ways have come from different countries. But uh, it is as a result of federal immigration policy and how long it takes to adjudicate on the case of refugees. So they wrote us a check last year, I think, for more than $50 million, and we've asked for the amount that we're going to spend on sheltering some of those same refugees this year. So we're doing that. And I made it very clear today, by the way, and yesterday when we talked about the Housing Action Plan, that accompanying the request that's coming to Toronto taxpayers to pay the infrastructure levy for housing and transit will be a vigorous advocacy campaign by me, which I have done successfully for transit money and housing money in the past, that I will do again. Because I really do believe that property taxes, no matter exactly who's paying them or what level they're at, were never meant to pay on their own for social programs like housing people who are homeless, uh, nor were they meant to pay for huge capital projects. They just weren't. And that's where the other governments come in uh, who collect these very large amounts from income taxes, sales taxes, and so on. And I don't believe adequately support cities when 80% of Canadians live in cities, including the biggest single city in the country. One other point, by the way, Alex, I made today is that this city of Toronto is presently absorbing the cost of the region. And I know many of your listeners are in cars right now that are from the 905, and we love them, and we're happy they come to work here. But, I mean, you know, we pointed out this morning that 13% of all transit rides on the TTC originate outside the city of Toronto, and that those people, aside from paying their fare, pay nothing through their taxes to contribute to the well-being of the TTC. Uh, 40% of the people who drive on the Gardner and the Don Valley Parkway come from outside of the city of Toronto, and we absorb the entire cost of maintaining that roadway for their benefit, and they contribute nothing to that cost. And it's only so long that the Toronto City residents can go on uh, financing uh, these kinds of things that uh, benefit people from outside the city, and they're not paying their share. Yeah, and their argument back will be, well, we don't live in Toronto. Why are we paying for their transit? Because we don't get our own transit. And I think that's a big frustration. No, but they're yeah. using our transit. I mean, where they live is fine. They can live wherever they want. They're using our transit. Yeah. And City of Toronto taxpayers are this year, I think, going to write a check for about $600 million to subsidize that system. And the people who don't live here but are using our transit are being subsidized by City of Toronto taxpayers. And I just don't think that's fair as an ongoing proposition. Bottom line, though, we're talking repairs, and I think, you know, when we deal with repairs, and there's just so, there, the, it's such a big hole that needs to be done, and then you think, well, what about the new stuff? So the repairs get fixed, 
when does the new stuff come in? Well, the good news is that a lot of the new stuff is under this transit agreement with the Ford government. Uh, they're paying for it. That was the deal we struck, <laughs> yeah. was that they would pay for all the expansion projects in the immediate future, and we would then take the money that we had from this infrastructure levy and pay for state of good repair. So the fire that happened the other day, why did it happen? It happened because there were wooden coverings over some of the wiring in places where they hadn't yet replaced them with fiberglass, and that's the kind of thing that amounts to a $33 billion state of good repair backlog on the transit system, which, by the way, started to arise long, long before I became the mayor. What mm -hmm. we're doing now is being straight up with people and saying we have to collect the money to repair the subway properly, take out those wooden covers so we won't have fires, um, and do all those kinds of things, in addition to having new subway trains and new streetcars, which we just need. I mean, let let me just stop you there. I want to ask you, though, yeah, if, yeah. If, we had up, if the city had uploaded to the province, as I think was being done, you know, and, and then it was changed when you came to the agreement on the Ontario line, would they not have taken the costs of that backlogged uh, repair? Well, I mean, I can tell you when they initially put the uploading forward, it was as part of an original package that had us uh, continuing to have some responsibility for making a financial contribution uh, to something they owned. And so the answer to that question is not certain. But I will tell you that, um, you know, if, if they'd uploaded it and taken on the cost of repairing it, they certainly wouldn't have taken the entire cost of expanding it. Um, you know, so I, who knows what the deal would have been if it wasn't the deal we entered. But I think the deal we entered is fair. And I think it's fair, but it does require us to raise some money to pay for the state of good repair uh, that we have to do, and we can't keep postponing it. I will not be the mayor. I'll tell you what. I mean, people may be not happy with me about this uh, infrastructure levy, the city building levy, but they will not be able to say that I postponed uh, making these repairs. I, I look at the water mains that probably a lot of your listeners in their cars are aggravated mm -hmm. about traffic on Jarvis and Richmond Street. The one on Richmond Street is 141 years old. Mm -hmm. The one on Jarvis is 161 years old. That's how people are getting their water in all these new condos towers. That's why they burst in the wintertime. And I'm not prepared to run a city on the basis that you have that kind of infrastructure, so we're replacing it. It costs money, and it ticks people off because they're in traffic jams. But I'd rather have that on for a temporary period than let the city fall to rack and ruin uh, and not be uh, protecting the success we're enjoying today, because this city is very successful today, and I want it to continue to be successful on a global scale. All right. Well, got to ask you this. I mean, if you're raising taxes, does that mean you're not running again? No, I haven't decided that. I mean, but look, you know what? I'd be proud to run again and say, look, overall, I will tell you yeah. that, you know, the, the tax increases brought in on the operating budget of the city have been at the rate of inflation for every single year uh, that I've been the mayor. Six budgets, six surpluses, and and significant expansion of services. But, you know, you got to stand up and do what you think is right. And I think people know that's what I try to do. And that doesn't mean it's going to be popular. But if, if I was running again, absolutely for certain, I'd be announcing the same thing today. Because if we want the transit and we want the housing, then we have to pay, and there's no easy way to pay. Indeed, I agree. Mr. Tory, thank you for joining hey, us. Appreciate thanks, it. Alex. Talk to you soon. That Bye. is Mayor John Tory on. He's had a big day uh, trying to explain this tax, and it will ultimately be, I guess, up to the city, taxpayers, whatever, if they, uh, if they like it, support it. But it's coming. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.